Welcome to Journey with Jesus. We're so glad you've joined us today. We hope that you will hear something in today's podcast that will encourage you to find joy in your journey with Jesus. Well, we're going to embark on a new series this month, and it's called, Who is Jesus to You? We thought it might be appropriate to talk about who Jesus is, and we'll do that through talking about some scriptures and real life encounters in the Bible that Jesus had with people as he was here on this earth and talk about who Jesus is. Jesus prayed a lot. Tanya, I know we've talked about how Jesus prayed and how he would go to places and pray a lot. Yes. And that's important. He knew that his prayers would make a difference. He knew that was the way to communicate with his father, much like we can today. Absolutely. And I think it is a vital part of my everyday. Have not always been that way, but I do believe that when we engage in prayer, there's a lot of power in that. There sure is. And if we want to know who Jesus is to us, it starts with having that relationship and that communication with him through prayer. It really does. And I want to point out, if we go into the scriptures, we're going to jump right in into the scriptures, Tanya. If you look at Luke 9, and I'm going to read in verses 18 and 20, we see that Jesus was praying alone. Now, the disciples were with him, but he was praying alone. Perhaps he was praying that his disciples would truly understand who he was as he's praying. But he asked this very important question to the disciples, and he says, Who do the crowd say that I am? And they answered, John the Baptist, but others say Elijah, and others that one of the prophets of old has risen. But this is the question I want to focus on. Then Jesus says to them, but who do you say that I am? And listen to Peter's response, Tanya. He says, the Christ of God. The Christ of God. Peter got it. Peter got it. Jesus was wanting to know who they thought he was. And if you look at the word Christ, it comes from the Greek word Christos and the Hebrew word Messiah, which means anointed one. Hmm, I like that. I like that. I do and too. And it's a reminder that he came to earth in lowly form, yet he is still Jesus Christ. He is still the Son of God today. And he was sent to teach us, to heal us, to forgive us, to save us. But most importantly, he wants a relationship with us. Indeed, he does. So let us sit back, relax, grab our favorite cup of coffee, grab hold of our Bibles, but most importantly, grab hold of Jesus, and he will bring the Bible to life for you. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we come before you today, and we just we come before you as humbly as we know how, asking for forgiveness for where we've gone wrong, and for you to show us a better path of how we can love you more and seek you more, but most importantly, have that relationship with you so that we know who Jesus is and who you are to us, because more importantly, we belong to you. So Lord, let us use this time to grow and to see things in a new way. Lord, we love you and we praise you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So who is Jesus to you? As we're discussing today, we would like you to meditate on this question 
And remember that Jesus wants to have a real relationship with you. So I was doing some research, Tanya, and I just put in, who is Jesus to you? I just Googled that to see what would come up. And I found the neatest survey done December of 2020 by the Episcopal Church. And they asked the same question, who is Jesus to you? And I found some of these responses to be very enlightening. So I'll read a few. I'm not going to read all of them. But one person says, love. Jesus brings a message of radical love and transformation. Don't you love that? I do. I do. When I think of Jesus, I think of love and his love for us. And, and you mentioned he transforms us. He does when we allow him in. And then listen to this one. To me, Jesus is a friend, a constant companion, a protector, a role model, and most importantly, a savior. Oh, absolutely. He comforts me in the darkest of situations and does not hate me if I make a mistake. I think this is the love that all the world needs to know. Yes, because many of us feel that we have done too much wrong to find favor with God. Right. And he just simply wants us to love him because he loves us. Mm -hmm. He does. And, of course, then some people said he is the Son of God. Jesus is the Son of God, and that's exactly what he is. He's important to me as the center of my faith, and he has dramatically changed my life and how I live it. Being the Christ, just like... Peter proclaimed, Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. He still is. He truly is. got it. He truly did. And then what about a relationship? Someone said, my relationship with Jesus is the most important relationship in my life. I love that one. Can we say that? I think I can. Yeah. I, I know I can. Yes. I don't always treat it as well as I should. And then I find myself not treating other relationships as well as I should. And that is so true. And, and I can truly say that it is a constant work in progress. But I agree with you that Jesus is the most important relationship in my life. He has to be. He does. In order to have the other relationships be healthy and whole. It's loving God first. That scripture, love the Lord your God with all your heart and soul and mind. And then your neighbor as yourself. So folks, work on that relationship. Let it be the most important relationship in your life. And then Tanya, listen to this, hope. Very simple, Jesus leads me into a greater hope. Hmm, that's a good point. We and have... without hope, you can't have that relationship mm -hmm. because you've got to have enough faith to believe he exists, even have the mm -hmm. relationship. Right. And, you know, Jesus promised us eternal life when we believe. So we have that hope that we will be with him in heaven someday. And those loved ones that we've lost. I know about a month ago we talked about losing loved ones and the hope that we can still have knowing that if we believe in Jesus Christ and have that eternal home, we will see them again. And it does change our perspective about our loss here on earth. You're absolutely correct. And what about forgiveness? Jesus brings forgiveness. You mentioned that in your prayer. And this one person said, Jesus is my personal Savior and very important in my life. To me, Jesus is not just some, someone floating around somewhere, but he's real. He is real. He's my Savior. And not only is he my Savior, but he has forgiven me. And will always forgive you no matter what. No matter what. 
So, Tanya, I want to ask you, who is Jesus to you? Well, I want to start with a scripture, and then I want to come back with a comment. And my scripture comes from 1 John chapter 4, verse 16. And we know and we rely on the love of God that he has for us. God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in them. So to simply answer your question, for me, that's love because love encompasses all of those features. And I found an acronym that I really liked for love, and it's living our values every day. Mm. And when we live our values every day, we live in love, we live in faith, in hope, in trust, in God, because of that relationship we have, everything else can flow from it in the right direction that God had intended. So for me, that is my answer, love. Well, I love that. And just the other day, I was talking to my husband about that scripture saying, faith, love, and hope remain, but the greatest of these is love. And we were talking, why is the greatest of these love? And I think you just described it. Jesus Christ represents love. And he wants us to love him and he wants us to love others. So when we love, we've got it all. When we love him, he's our everything. He's the Lord of our life when we have love. He is, and we've just come off the Easter season, and we've just talked about his death, burial, and resurrection, and how much he loved us, that he came mm -hmm. in lowly means, as I mentioned earlier, allowed himself to go through the pain of all of that death on a cross, and he still rose again. And we get to live in that part. And because he loves us that much, we get to love him and love others. So for me, that is a pinnacle part mm -hmm. of who he is to me. That's awesome. Well, I would have to say, if it's so hard for me to just have one word or one phrase for, for Jesus because there's so many things. I think love is a good one that you've you've talked about. I would just say Jesus is the Lord of my life. He is my whole life, my master. He's. I think about the Lord and Jesus all the time in everything that I do. And so he just encompasses me. He is who I am. And I know that he lives in me. It's funny that you brought a verse, 1 John 4, 16, because I'm going to talk about 1 John 4, 15. Okay. We're right on track and we didn't even know it. Whoever shall confess that Jesus is the Son of God, God dwelleth in him and he in God. And I just love that, knowing that God is in me, Jesus is in me, and that I have his power working in me, the Holy Spirit. And, and so I would just say he's the Lord of my life. Well, there's a, something I read the other day, and it came from A.W. Tozer. He once said that what comes to mind when you think about God is the most important thing about you. So the way you see things, the way you think about things, and you allow God to shape the way that you see things is really your vision of God and what mm -hmm. that is in your life. And that's mm -hmm. exactly what you just got through studying. Mm -hmm. 
I think it's important that we put that in perspective because he wants to lay the right foundation for us to build our life on. And that right place and that right foundation is our relationship with him. Yes. And I know you and I have a podcast called Journey with Jesus. And we always say there is joy in the journey when you journey with Jesus. I just love that. I do too. And so I would say joy is a big part of who Jesus is and what he wants you to have what if you're a believer he wants us to have joy and i always think of john 10 10 i came so that they may have abundant life have life and have it abundantly that abundant life here on earth not only are we promised eternal life like we mentioned before but abundant life so folks if if you're looking for abundant life if you feel empty or there's something missing Jesus has come to fill that hole and not only fill it, but cover you and protect you, be your refuge and your strength and your redeemer, your savior, your best friend, your healer, your peace, your deliverer. I mean, there's so many words that we could use to describe Jesus. We would take all day to do that. Because he is everything in our lives. But are you allowing him to be everything in your life? That's a good point. I interviewed a friend of mine, as some of you may have heard it last week, Whitney, and I asked her this question. Who is Jesus to you? And you know what she said, Tanya? She said, he is my everything. Simply put, he's my everything. And I think that's what we're talking about. He can be our everything if we just let him in. It's our choice. It is, and I keep reflecting back to a couple of scriptures that I have. One comes from Psalm chapter 24, verse 10. Who is he, this King of glory? The Lord Almighty. He is the King of glory, glory of God himself. You know, when we get all excited and we have big celebrations, whether it be Christmas or Easter or just a... a, a festival day, whatever the situation is. But when we put God in the middle of it and He becomes part of our everything, it just enhances even what may be considered a mundane thing because God's in it. Right. So celebrate Easter every day. Yes. His resurrection is yes. what Easter is about. He lives in us. That resurrection power that we all have that Jesus Christ can live in us, not just be beside us, but live in us. You know, he told the disciples in John 14, it is better that I go to be with the Father because when I go, I'm going to send a helper to you, the Holy Spirit, who will help you, who will guide you, who will be in you, and I will be with you. And I just love that. So knowing that Jesus Christ is living in us, isn't that overwhelming and just amazing? You can't even think of, I mean, it's hard to imagine the awesomeness of it. The magnitude of it is, is bigger than we can think of. But here's the good thing. We get to live in the comfort of it when you receive it. Amen. Amen. So I found something else I wanted to read when I put in, Who is Jesus Christ? And I want to read these these words of who Jesus Christ is, and they're all from Scripture, Tanya. You could find a Scripture for each of these terms. 
So they come from scripture. So if you want to know who Jesus is, open your Bibles and read the scripture. But here's here's some. Of course, the Son of God. We mentioned that before. Here's some more. The way, the truth, the life. We've heard that. Remember Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me. Yes. And then how about the, the true vine? We know that in John 15, he talks about, I am the true vine. And you are the branches. Jesus can be our true vine. And then, of course, Jesus is our Savior. We mentioned that. He has come to save us. I think you talked about that as well. He has. And, friends, I want to encourage you. This is not just a one-time, here we are. This is a living your life daily, putting time and effort into your relationship. I know you have friends, maybe you have a significant other or a spouse, your children. Those are not relationships that happen just because they're here. You have to invest in them. The same is true for your relationship with God. You have to invest in it to be able to reap the benefits back. Exactly. That's a good point. And you do need to invest. And when you invest, it is spending time. I know we've talked a lot about that in previous shows, you do need to invest that time. It is so important. And when you do, he will become the resurrection and life for you. We talked about that in the Easter message, that he says, I am the resurrection and the life. And he will be that for you if you're listening and you have this relationship with Jesus. If you've invested in him and spent the time, He will be that resurrection in life for you. And that makes me think of a scripture. It comes from John chapter 8, verse 12. And this is actually out of the um, ESV version. I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. And it starts with letting his light in you. It does. And I think that just gives even more emphasis to the features mm-hmm. that you have found and you're sharing with us because I think we tend to single it out. We just want to pull this one out and, and say this scripture's it, but they're all important. Mm-hmm. And Jesus wants us to follow him. And when we follow him, we can live in the light. In fact, he tells his disciples in Luke nine twenty three, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross daily and follow him. For whoever would save his life will lose it, but for whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. So we can't just think about ourselves. He's saying deny yourself. I mean, not that you don't have interests and things that you're doing, but don't live selfishly. Correct. Live for me is what Jesus is saying. Follow me and I'm going to show you the way. And that's the neat thing about the Holy Spirit and Jesus living in you is you pray and you seek him and you meditate and and he does show you the way. It's like you know that you know in your inner being you have that knowing of what to do next for simple things. Like you have a decision you need to make. Are you going to Jesus? He's your mediator. He will help you get through these things. You're having a problem at work or at home. Have you sought the Lord's guidance? And that's the first place you should go, always. It's, mu- it's very easy to just find a friend and bend their ear and 
talk about all the challenges, but really, the first person that you should turn to is Jesus Christ. Amen. And he is the author and perfecter of our faith. Yes. And that comes from Scripture, one of my favorites. Meaning, he will help you through that faith. He's the one. He is your faith. He will help you if you're struggling in some areas, and we all do. There's times when we're, maybe our faith needs to grow. Even the disciples needed help there. Who do you turn to? Jesus. And Jesus told Peter that when he was trying to go across the sea to follow Jesus, took his eye off him. He should have kept his eye on Jesus because when he took his eye off, what happened? He sunk. <laughs> Yeah. He did. Yes. And, it, and it happens to each one of us. Mm -hmm. I, I know for me, I pray a lot of times to bridge my faith where I am and where I'm going because mm -hmm. many times I know I'm not there. Right. I know I'll get there, but I can't do it on my own strength. Tanya, you're right. We can't do it in our own strength. And that's why Jesus is our strengthener. He's our deliverer. He helps us get through these times. We are human, and we're going to go through some times where we are feeling weak. Our bodies may fail, but our inner beings are being strengthened day by day. They are, and there's a lot of comfort in that, but you have to have the relationship to understand it. Amen, definitely. Now, how about this? Jesus is our Prince of Peace. How it's does a that difficult one to swallow some days because I want to try and fix it on my own, but I can't. But have you noticed when you say, okay, Lord, I'm done trying to fix this on my own, and you really just stop a minute, even just say, Jesus, Jesus, and just kind of be still. The scripture we love, be still and know mm -hmm. that I'm God. And we just let his peace come to us. It's just, it's so awesome to be able to do that, and it just helps so much in the chaos of this world. And there's a lot of chaos. You can either be a orchestrator of that chaos or you can be at peace with God. And I had much rather be mm -hmm. at peace with God. Mm -hmm. And you bring up a good point to be at peace with God in our relationship with Him. And then He gives us that peace. You know, He proclaimed peace everywhere He went. Jesus did. And in fact, he would see people and say, peace be with you. Peace be with you. Peace be still. He wants peace for us. And, and I can just hear him saying to us, peace. So if you're listening, Jesus is telling you that he wants to give you his peace. You just haven't let him give you that peace. And I think, too, you mentioned earlier about Jesus going out to pray, and he spent a lot of time in prayer. I think it's important for us to recognize, yes, it's great to, to capture the word of Jesus and just let it flow on our minds, but it's also important to spend time in prayer so that you're equipped to handle things that come along the right. way so that you can maintain that peace with God because there's always going to be something that's trying to upset the apple cart. Right, and he even tells us, in this world you will have trouble, but don't let your hearts be troubled. Believe in me and believe in God, and, and I will be your peace. Exactly. So if you're struggling, go to this the Word, not only prayer, but 
read these words. Read your Bible. The most important book you will ever read, the most impactful book you will ever read is this Bible. And there's so much in it. You know, don't you love it? Some days I'll read and I'm like, oh my goodness, I, I didn't see that before. Correct. I know. I think the same thing And I'm like, did I not read that? But like just this weekend, I was talking to my sister and my father about Revelation. We were bringing up the book of Revelation, the very end, which a lot of people don't want to talk about. But she was describing, Jill, the new heaven and the new earth that, that's going to happen when Jesus returns. And she had mentioned a few things that I had not seen before. But I want to read some of these words that Jesus says to us. And this is a vision that, that he gave John mm-hmm. at the end of John's life. And it's called the new heaven and the new earth. And, and this is found in Revelation chapter 21. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away and the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the dwelling place of God is with man. He will dwell with them, and they will be his people. And God himself will be with them as their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain anymore, for the former things have passed away. And he who was seated on the throne said, Behold, I am making all things new. And he also said, Write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. And he said to me, It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega the beginning and the end, to the thirsty I will give from the spring of water of life without payment. The one who conquers will have this heritage, and I will be his God, and he will be my son. Wow. You know, we have so much to look forward to, but that starts with your investment now. And so I want to kind of wrap things up with Revelation chapter 3, verse 20. Look, I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in. Reminds me of when I was a little girl, and I remember the story of learning about Jesus and just letting him come into my heart. So, Lord, thank you that I was able to experience that. And whoever is listening today, Jesus is standing there knocking. Will you let him in? so that you can begin to know the relationship with him. Yes, let him in. He's waiting for you. He's knocking at that door. All you have to do is open the door. Invite him into your life. Trust him with all your heart and have a relationship with him. And then you will be able to answer that question. Who is Jesus to you? Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we love you so much. Thank you that we have a relationship with your Son, Jesus Christ. He is everything to us. He's our love. He's the Lord of our life. He is our Redeemer, our Healer, our Savior. So much more. Lord, we can't even describe all the things that He is to us. But Lord, thank you for bringing your Son, Jesus, into our lives. Thank you that we can have a real relationship with Him. And Lord, help us to continue to grow stronger and closer to you each and every day. Lord, we thank you that Jesus lives 
in us and dwells with us so that we can have the abundant life. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. We're so glad you joined us today. Remember, you can do a simple search, Journey with Jesus, and find us on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, and coming soon to Pandora. You can also reach out to us in email. We'd love to hear from you or if you have a special prayer request at journeywithjesus2019 at gmail.com. There's joy in the journey when you journey with Jesus.